welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my friends. How are you? Welcome to episode nine of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you today, as always. Um, And today I'm going to talk about one of the tools I use the most. I use it every single day, all day long. And it is the tool of asking questions, otherwise known as inquiry. Um, And this tool, the specific tool, will build off the things that we've talked about in the last couple of episodes. And it's also really cool. This is a cool tool because it is right at the intersection of my two areas of expertise. One of them is coaching. So of course, asking questions to probe thinking and help an individual to access their inner wisdom, their inner knowing, and to help individuals think about things in new ways that they never have before is key to coaching. It's clutch. It's what we do all day long. We ask questions. So what I love about coaching is that you're never trying to tell other people what to do. You are holding space and asking great questions so that people, all of us, can tell ourselves what to do. I love it. Um, the other area of expertise is innovation. And inquiry is a great tool that we use in design thinking and in any innovative practice or design thinking process to really ask ourselves to engage in possibility thinking. So to break down the boxes of how we've thought about things before and to engage with new ideas and new horizons and new possibilities for ways that we can do things and the ways that people can be and people can think. So today is all about inquiry. And as per usual, I want to start out with a story because that's how I love to connect the dots for all of us. So. I had a friend that was doing a favor for a family that he knew, and he was taking care of some of their things while they were gone on vacation and they were gone for a while on this vacation. And, um, you know, he was, he was taking care of plants and a house and all kinds of other things while they were away, um, and doing a great job of it. They got back from their vacation and he went back to his life and handed back over all of their, the things that he had been responsible for while they were gone. And then he didn't hear back from them for a while. They didn't reconnect with them for a while to to say thank you, to talk about um, what had gone down while they were gone. And he started to think that something was wrong. He started to think that he had messed something up, made a mistake um, in one of the areas of responsibility that he had while they were gone. And so he started asking himself that question, what did I do? oh my gosh, how did I mess up? Why are they angry with me? Why are they not responding? And as he asked himself these questions, his brain gave him all the answers. Well, maybe you underwatered this plant and it died. Maybe you uh, sent a piece of mail at the wrong time. Maybe you left a door unlocked. Maybe there were scratches on one of their favorite pans. He started coming up with all of the reasons that they might be angry with him, all of the ways that he might've messed up. And then he got so far into that rabbit hole of his brain, giving him all the answers for all of the things that he could have done wrong, that he reached out to them. And he said, y'all, I'm so sorry for whatever it is 
that I did that was upsetting to you. I promise it was unintentional and kind of reached out in this way. And they came back and said, what? No, everything was great. You did a great job. What are you talking about? And he was sort of flabbergasted by this whole world that he had created in his head. Now, I cannot tell you how often I hear this day after day in coaching. We all do it. We talked a couple episodes ago about confirmation bias, about how we will have an automatic thought in our head and our confirmation bias or our cognitive bias goes to work proving the thought true, finding examples of the thought everywhere. Our brains are not very interested in whether our thoughts are factual or helpful. They just want to find evidence of whatever's going on up there. So this is an example of how when you allow your brain to ask you these automatic questions that are often all about how did we mess up? Who's angry at us? Why have we been rejected? Why should we feel bad? Our brain is really, really good at asking those types of questions. And of course, then when we ask our brain that question, it will go to work finding the answer. And so this is another reason to just become more aware, to practice that brain magic, become more aware of all of the things that are going on behind the scenes in our mind. But here's another thing that we can do. We can get ahead of the game by asking our brain great questions to focus it on the things that we want it to focus on. So first, I just want to say, like, maybe after hearing that story, you can relate to some of this. Have you ever seen people making facial expressions while you're speaking or performing? Maybe you're speaking at a meeting. Maybe you're just speaking to a group of people or even to someone um, at a restaurant or a friend, or maybe you actually are a performer and you're singing or public speaking and you see the facial expressions that people are making that don't look like pure ecstatic joy. And you start thinking, you ask yourself the question, what did I say wrong? What did I do wrong? How do I look funny? Maybe your brain goes to work starting to assume what their facial expression means. And then you're asking your brain the questions that are going to give you really negative answers. Or maybe you ask yourself questions about relationships, like, why are we always mad at each other? Think of the answers that your brain will give you to that. Maybe you will ask yourself the question automatically, why do I have such a hard time making friends? Your brain will go to the work giving you really negative answers to that. Why can't I hold down a job? We often solve problems from this negative viewpoint when we leave our brain on automatic. But we can use this approach of asking ourselves great questions instead of the automatic ones that run through our brain all day long. And we can use these to change our lives by asking really high quality, empowering questions. We can get answers that inspire us, motivate us, and point us towards where we want to go. If you ask your brain questions like, how can I feel alive and happy and connected today? Your brain will go to work answering that question and you will find all kinds of answers inside of you that are much more helpful than if you don't ask your brain that question and you just let it roll through the day undirected. 
So these are a few of the reasons why I love asking great questions. And then I will give you some more examples of questions that you can ask. Okay. So the four reasons why I think that practicing great questions every day is really effective is number one, it will direct the mind to give us more of what we want instead of allowing the mind to do what it's really good at, which is to focus on avoiding what we don't want. So if we ask the mind, how am I possibly going to pull this off? I've never done this before. It probably will give us some answers related to the past about all the ways we haven't been able to do something in the past. If we ask ourselves the question, how can I approach this in a new way that is also full of fun and learning? We will not only engage our brain and direct our brain to answer a question about what we want by giving us answers that relate to what we want, that match what we want, but it will also help us with that confirmation bias by helping us to recognize things within our goal that will be really fun or opportunities for learning. So, right, we have given our brain the curriculum that we're looking for. And if it's left on autopilot, it will look for negative things. If we ask it a great question, like how can I have fun and pull this off at the same time, it will go to work finding opportunities for that as we go along. It also incorporates a fundamental of design thinking and innovation. So whenever we want to break molds and engage our brain in new ways of thinking, we want to tap into something called possibility thinking. Possibility thinking is the opposite of our natural instinct to replay old belief systems. So for instance, when someone wants to change their career or change a relationship, they often start by defining all of the things that they don't like about the situation that they're in. They start by talking about all of the ways that they want to get out of the relationship or uh, the career or the environment that they're in. And I'll pause them right there and say, okay, now that we know that, that's fine. But what do you want? And oftentimes they'll say, well, I don't know exactly what I want. And I say, don't worry about it. Just start with describing what you want your day to be like. What do you want your day to be like? That's the first powerful question. What do you want to be contributing every day? That's another powerful question. How much do you want to work? What do you want to feel most frequently during the day? How do you want to incorporate your unique gifts? How do you want to play as you work? Or in a relationship, we might ask the questions, what do you want it to feel like? How do you want to connect to your partner? How do you want to play with your partner? And all of these ways of thinking engages the brain in imagination, in positivity, and engages positive thinking and positive emotions, which give us all of that access to creative thinking and innovative thinking. It gives us access to problem solving at a higher level than if we ask ourselves what we want to avoid. So it not only gives us more of what we want in our life, but it helps us to engage in the thinking about the future from the realm of possibility, which is one specific tenet of idea generation, which is how we come up with all new changes. So how can you use this in the day-to-day? Well, first of all, when you start out in the beginning of the day, you can direct your mind towards what you want. 
Many people practice gratitude practices where you just ask yourself what you're grateful for. And that is an incredible way to engage your brain, to focus in on things that are helpful for you in the beginning of the day. And then as you approach your day, you can ask yourself questions like, how can I laugh really hard today? How can I serve the people around me? What is most important to me today? In this one day with the existence that I have, what is my top priority for what I want to accomplish, contribute, or create today? You can ask yourself the question, how can I live in line with my mission for my life today? How can I be an example of what's possible? Maybe you want to ask yourself, how can I have a really restful, restorative day? Whatever it is that you want, ask yourself a great question. And your brain will go to work giving you great answers and then fulfilling on those answers all day long. So that's what I have for you today. And your practice this week is each day to ask yourself wonderful questions and then let me know what are the wonderful answers that come up for you in response. All right, have fun this week, my friends, and I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.